Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a natural path fitness expert and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Visibly Fit Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Wendy Pett, and today we're going to talk all about food for thought. That's right, food for thought. But first of all, I am just always fascinated by the origins of certain phrases. And so I did a little research and I wanted to find out how food for thought got started. And so um, I did the Wikipedia thing, and I know that's not always accurate, but I did some other research. But I did find out that a Dutch philosopher and Christian scholar from the 16th century, and his name is, bear with me, Desiderius Erasmus Rotterdamus. That's the best I can do. Anyway, he is the one that considered to have been one of the greatest scholars of the Northern Renaissance, and he was also a Catholic priest. But what he said in the 16th century started out like this. It says, nor try to put courteous conversation into the minds of impudent men, for speech is the food of thought. And so over the years, of course, that term got shortened to food for thought. Now, you know, you know, ruminate over it a bit. Think about it, chew on it, ruminate. Food for thought to think deeply and more intently. So where am I going with all of that on today's podcast? Well, I'm going to attack this food for thought thing from a more literal sense. That's right. As in, what foods are best to eat for our mind so that we can think more clearly, more creatively, and more consciously present. So maybe you've never considered that your diet plays a role in your thoughts, but it certainly does. Your brain is constantly working, even while you're asleep. That's right. It has to be you know, quote unquote, on duty, so to speak, so that your heart will beat, so that you will breathe, because you're not thinking of this consciously on your own to do. Your brain is doing it for you unconsciously. It works out to, um, it just sends out necessary hormones and healing functions to repair and to restore the body overnight, to help detox the body, and so much more. The brain is seriously on call 24-7. And I really, I don't know, I kind of think of it it kind of reminds me of the Energizer Bunny, right? It never stops, or we sure don't want it to, right? Because if it stops, our body stops. So we need our brain to function at its best. And the best ways um, to think better and have better brain conditioning for all its functions is to fuel it well. Because what you put into your body is what you get out, right? When we eat brain foods, our stomach and our brain have a really awesome conversation. They seriously do. 
like serotonin, for instance. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter, and it's actually produced in the gut, at least 95% of it anyway. And it's responsible for our appetite. It's responsible for our mood, our sleep regulation, and even blocking and, and um, keeping the levels of pain in our body down. So if you are moody, don't blame it on somebody else or a circumstance. I want you to check your tummy first. That's right. What have you been feeding yourself? Because your gut microbiome may be really off with the, the healthy, good and bad bacterias. And obviously, it's going to affect your brain as well. So you've heard it said before. I know you have. But garbage in means garbage out. So what does garbage really mean as far as food, right? Like, do I really have to define it? I'm going to share a little bit, but we all kind of know. It's, it's basically the standard American diet, known as the SAD diet, S-A-D, standard American diet. Those are things like, you know, cheeseburgers, fries, sodas, pizza, tacos, ice cream, candy. I mean, I can keep going on and on, but I really don't need to. I know that you know what isn't healthy for you, right? But what you may not know or what are the best foods for your brain and also therefore your gut? What are they? But before we dive into those, I want to talk about one thing that might be hindering the brain beyond the standard American diet. And this might rub a few of you, mm, I don't know, might rub you a little bit, but I'm going to share it anyway. And it's stimulants. So often people are relying on stimulants to get through the day. And I'm telling you, they deceive the brain. They, they cause chemicals to be released and they alter moods temporarily. And so, yes, I'm talking about the stimulant of caffeine. Yeah, that's where I might rub you a little bit because you may be highly addicted to caffeine. But if you're a coffee or a tea drinker, and I love tea, um, but it's decaf, right? And you can do decaf coffee, not a problem. But if you're doing like the highly caffeinated, loaded stuff, I want you to lean in and just listen because caffeine really does do a number on the brain and the body by keeping hormones imbalanced. And so if you are dealing with adrenal fatigue and you're trying to use caffeine to keep your body running, trust me, there will be a time that no amount of caffeine will suffice. You will eventually hit a wall. The best thing to do is get to the root of the adrenal fatigue. That's the answer. You have to get to the root of it. You have to change what you're doing, right? Not inducing more and more damage to the adrenals and the pituitary gland. And if you're not familiar with the pituitary gland, that's that little pea-sized gland in the brain. And that instructs the adrenals to release the hormone, which I know you've heard of a lot, cortisol right? So when you're stressed, you, you know, that cortisol is being released even more when your adrenals are fatigued. Um, you know, there's an issue with the balance of the release of that hormone. So that's what you want to do. We want to get to the root of your stress, the root of your overwhelm, the root of your busy and managing it in a different way. That's going to be key. Okay, wait a minute. I'm kind of getting off track here. I think this could be a whole other future episode. So I'm just going to put like a little pin in that and we'll plan on um, making this another podcast in the future but let's get back to foods for best thought foods for thought these foods will help just your your brain the functions of the neurons and synaptic plasticity in the brain be at its best right and that's what we want this is so important for just to just to adapt in life to be able to modify your thoughts and your feelings and your behavior not to be just so rigid in thought. We have to have that plasticity in the brain. 
And so we want to have healthy foods that help us unleash that creativity and have that solution-oriented thought, which also leads to the solution-oriented action. So in sharing this, I, I really hope this gives you hope, especially um, especially when I share the foods in just a moment. But um, especially if you're feeling like you're too far gone and that change just really isn't possible, right? I want you to know that change is possible. I see it all the time. But you must feed your brain and your body appropriately. You really do. I've seen clients that, I mean, after like two weeks, they're like, oh my goodness, I no longer have foggy brain and I no longer am like, where did I leave my keys? I mean, you know, they're, they're in a different place mentally. They can um, articulate things better. They are more in the zone. They are, are able to really concentrate better. And that's just after a few weeks of, of bringing in the healthy brain foods. And of course, weeding out the standard American diet. But here are just seven of my favorite brain foods that can really make a difference. And I know you know them and you probably already incorporate them in your lifestyle. But if you don't, these are a good reminder for you. Uh, number one, one of my favorites and I'm kind of an avocado-holic. <laughs> I even have a shirt that says avocado-holic on it. But avocados are amazing. And I mean the whole fruit. And yes, I did say fruit because it's technically a fruit. But the whole fruit and not like the oil from the fruit, right? A lot of people will go after the avocado oil. Well, don't go after the oil. It's processed. Go after the whole food for the healthy fats. But the good news about avocados is that they are an excellent source of lutein, right? Which is, a, it's in the carotenoid group of fruits and veggies that have that, that pigment of like yellow, orange, and red. Um, you've, you've heard it before, um, I'm sure, but I'm just kind of reminding you that lutein helps with eye and brain function, okay? So it's not just the brain, but it's the eye as well. So if you or someone you know, um, or maybe it runs in the family of macular de degeneration of the eyes, Make sure you bring in avocados to your to your daily routine. They are such a great source of healthy fats that you need every day. And like I said before, I love avocados and I didn't used to. I used to only like them like as guacamole, but I mean, I love them any kind of way now. But I put them on just about anything from, I don't know, like a bowl of chili. I'll slice up a couple slices, put it on top or on top of a bean burger, or I'll even throw in a quarter to a half of, of an avocado in a smoothie and you can't really taste it but it really makes that texture super smooth and it's a way to get in avocado so if you don't like avocado that's a great way to bring it in or I just love them right on the side of my meal and I'll put in a dash or two of cayenne pepper right on top which is an awesome uh, anti-inflammatory spice as well as a metabolism boosting spice so that's how I love it and now my mouth is watering I don't know about yours but uh, we better move along here <laughs> um, so after avocados I really like berries berries are amazing I have them every day fresh um, variety of berries there was actually a study uh, the nutrition institution of health studied uh, of several people of course and they examined the effects of consuming a 13 and a half ounce smoothie containing equal amounts of blueberry, strawberry, raspberry, and blackberry. Now, this study found that levels of, of attention were greater and accuracy in test-taking over a six-hour window was much greater than the placebo group. So it's amazing what berries offer, the um, antioxidants that they offer, and the way that they help with the brain uh, as far as attention and accuracy is huge. Now, I'm a big fan of steel-cut oats in the morning. It's almost like a daily 
thing that that my husband and I eat. But we eat that in the morning, and it helps to stabilize our blood our blood sugar levels. And um, I, you know, I usually make it. <laughs> Sometimes my husband does first, but I load it up. I load it up like. Sometimes if you were to look at the photo, you'd say, okay, are you having cinnamon with your oats or oats with your cinnamon? So um, I put a lot of anti-inflammatory cinnamon spice on top of those still cut oats, a couple walnuts, pepitos, and some hemp seeds. And those are all brain foods, by the way. And of course, a lot of mixed berries. And those are just awesome antioxidants to get me started in my day to fight free radicals, that stress uh, you know, induces, and it's just a really good way to start the day. So definitely bring in mixed berries to your day. Um, even if they're just in a smoothie or if they're in, um, whole form, that would be great. Great, great brain food. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, which if you don't, I encourage you to do so, you will see that I do a lot of greens. I'm all about greens and beans, right? So I do my green drink. I have lots of salads, Salads are are imperative. Dark leafy greens like kale and collard greens and spinach and lettuce, they are exceptionally awesome for the brain and body. They contain contain high levels of um, vitamin K, and they also have folate, which is um, a B vitamin. And this is really vital vital for um, your best health and heart function as well. Okay, it's going to help with the creation of DNA and RNA and is known to help with mental fatigue and depression. So dark leafy greens, they're not, it's not just a salad. I want you to start looking at food differently. I want you to see that food is actually, it goes to war for you. If you can look at it like that, it goes, goes to war for you to fight mental fatigue and depression. Yes. Dark leafy greens. They also contain high levels of minerals, like off the charts, um, like magnesium and calcium, iron, potassium, all those um, nutrients that we need for for exceptional cellular health and brain function. So get in those dark leafy greens and don't just stick with one style of green. I know we kind of um, sometimes can get into a rut of, oh, it's just spinach or, oh, just romaine lettuce. No, get in all kinds of greens because all of them have different varieties uh, and potency of their nutrients. So make it, um, a beautiful array of greens. (laughs) How about that? All right. Another one of my favorites is broccoli. Broccoli is rich in brain healthy antioxidants, things like vitamin C and flavonoids. Yeah. So it's incredibly high in vitamin K also, just like those dark leafy greens. And vitamin K is a fat soluble vitamin and it is essential for forming healthy brain cells. So broccoli is awesome. Bring in broccoli as much as you can, whether it's, you know, raw or steamed or even um, grilled or however you like your broccoli. Maybe it's even um, baked or broiled or whatever. Just eat broccoli. It's so good. And it can help lower the risk of neurodegenerative diseases. And that's what we want. Okay. All right. Another favorite of mine that we have, um, my husband and I, I say we, um, every day, um, is nuts. We especially love walnuts. I mentioned that they are on our still cut oats in the mornings, but sometimes if that wasn't, um, enough of a serving, I'll have a couple more in the day, but walnuts are just so spectacular. Don't you think God was like, here, I don't even have to tell you what this is for. Just look at it. I'll show you by letting it resemble what it's good for, right? The brain. 
Walnuts look like a little miniature brain. I mean, God is that thoughtful, isn't he? I mean, he really is. Walnuts are just off the charts great for the for the brain and for the body, but they are an excellent source of healthy omega-3 fatty acids, which we need. We need in the brain for functional brain health. And they have great antioxidants and they fight free radicals. And they're loaded with vitamin E. Now, vitamin E is one of those vitamins that people think, oh yeah, good for the skin and vitamin E, it's in lotion or whatever. But vitamin E is awesome because it shields cell membranes from free radical damage. And that is going to help slow or even stop mental decline. So knowing that nuts, especially walnuts, have that in them, along with all the other benefits, makes it well worth the investment of nuts because nuts can be a little more pricey when you get them at the store, right? But they are so packed with nutrients, so make sure you have those every day. Now, another one of my favorites are beets. That's right. Beets contain nitrates, and your body actually converts these nitrates into nitric oxide. Now, you've probably heard that before when it comes to uh, like blood flow, right? Well, that's important. We need blood flow so that it gets to our the flow in our brain, right? It, it serves a major purpose, and it has a major role to... Um, to improve nerve cell communication through that through that blood flow. So we want to make sure that we are bringing in the right kind of foods that are going to fuel that. And one of my favorite ways to have beets is just like right on a salad or roasted. Roasted beets are fantastic. Or even shredded, and I'll put them in a veggie burger as I'm making them or into spring rolls or wraps or whatever. Um, they are They're kind of high in sugar. It's kind of like carrots, right? But you don't want to go all crazy with them, but they are incredibly healthy for the brain. So definitely bring them into your world, the brain and the blood. Now, my last little simple favorite food source is pepitos. And I mentioned that I um, bring those into my still cut oats in the morning as well. And if I didn't, I meant to because I do. Um, But pepitos are pumpkin seeds. Okay. And maybe how you uh, know them, but they are, are Their micronutrient content is just off the charts for magnesium, iron, zinc, and copper. And we need all of those micronutrients for healthy brain function. So again, these are seven of my favorite. There are so many brain foods out there, but it's important that you are consuming them. That's the ticket, right? You need to consume the brain foods so that you have food for thought, so that you can think clearly and more cognitively and more presently you know you just want to have the right foods so that you aren't um, dealing with poor health and not not just physically but I'm talking even emotionally right we talked about mental health and how feeding the body the right foods produces that serotonin and that serotonin affects our brain and our mood and it it all everything's tied together is what I'm trying to say so Garbage in, garbage out, garbage out. So if you're eating good, healthy, clean foods, then you're going to feel really good inside and out. And it will show in so many different ways. It will show in how you perform at work. It will show in how you show up as as um, a parent or a spouse or even with a friend. It will show up in all kinds of ways when you start fueling your body for your best brain health. So food for thought. So um, yes. Make sure you bring in more brain food to your plate. That is going to be the message today. More brain food to your plate and weed out the standard American diet. 
Cannot stress that enough. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm thinking about right now a couple um, of clients that have gone through Visibly Fit and I'm kind of just smiling ear to ear because they had food for thought. They started putting good food into their body and they were, again, they had clarity of mind. They weren't foggy headed. They weren't depressed. And so that can be you too. You don't have to go through my program to have success. You just need to start to, I mean, that'd be great if you did. And if you're interested, awesome. You can just go to my website and learn more. But I'm just saying, start to change out the way your plate is built and start to notice a difference on your own because you can do this. You're not too far gone. It's not too late. And if you don't quote unquote like something, trust me, you will learn to like it. And if you start thinking of doing it for the after effect rather than maybe how you feel about it in the moment, you will start to learn to like it and learn to love it. And eventually your taste buds change. It all changes. So I hear these stories throughout these seven weeks and how um, women that came in and they despised certain foods and now they're like, oh, wow, I'm actually craving it. I really like it. (laughs) So just trust the process if you are going through, um, you know, shifting your habits or if you want some assistance in shifting your habits, let me know. I'd love to walk you through it or or help you in any way that I can. And you can just go go to wendypet.com to learn more. But I also hope that you would go to the first five episodes of this podcast um, if you have not listened yet, because I talk about how being visibly fit is within reach. And that is an acronym for release, exercise, affirm, choose, and health. And I have worksheets for you that you can download and follow along with. And you can go to wendypet.com slash visibly fit podcast and download those um, today and then you can follow along in the podcast fill them out they're awesome worksheets and a way to um, just kind of know your goals and know where you're headed with it so I hope you'll check those out and I hope you'll leave a rating and a review yes because I may read one of those or a couple of them in the next segment uh, the next episode so I hope you will leave one and um, that'll be kind of fun to to give you a little shout out anyway until then Make it a visibly fit day, and we'll catch you next time on this podcast right here, same time, same place, next week. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing, not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.